Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Million Dollar Body Podcast. Yeah, I'm your host, Nate Palmer. And if you're here, it's probably because you're a high performer, real estate agent, or a business owner that's interested in maximizing your physique, your finances, and your family time using fitness and nutrition as force multipliers in your own life. If you're not a part of the Facebook group, definitely go to n8trainingsystems.com group. That's where we stream these podcasts every Monday, where you can join in and ask questions. There's a ton of cool stuff happening in the group as well, and a ton of free resources if you're into that sort of thing. Again, go to n8trainingsystems.com group to join us there. If you're already in the group and watching it live, we're super pumped to have you here because today is very exciting. We actually have the, the privilege of having Ben McClellan from the Empowered CEO on with us to chat about leadership and the two paths we can take to get there. Uh, ben is an expert at helping six and seven figure business owners become empowered CEOs in their own business and helping the, um, these CEOs actually get better at their job, get like offload some of the things that are not important and dive deeper into client satisfaction, the things that really matter within a business. So Ben, super pumped that you're here. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy life to join us. Yeah, Nate, thanks for having me, man. Uh, you know, I, I'm always uh, excited to talk about leadership and, you know, I appreciate you having me on and, and uh, you know, hoping I can provide some, some value here. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, a, I'm, I'm super pumped to pick your brain in a public setting where you can't say no to me. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so so we, we were talking earlier about this. You were basically mentioning that there are like two pathways to leadership, right? Like an internal and an external, right? Yeah. Yep. Can you, yeah. You want to just jump in and start like, and just, just wrap with me here a little bit. Tell me a little bit about like, what's your philosophy on this? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, you know, I was um, like a few months ago, one of my clients actually asked if I would host some, some leadership trainings for, for some of his clients. And, you know, as I was thinking about it, and I, I don't know that this is like my original idea, nor, nor do I care, but I was saying, all right, you know, there's, there's so much uh, to leadership, right? Like there's so many ingredients to it. What's a simple way to look at it and just kind of break it down maybe into two parts. And I said, well, you know, on one hand, like there's some fundamental things that to me are like self-leadership, right? And I actually think that's really the foundation of leadership because how can you lead others unless you're, you're leading yourself well, right? And, you know, under self-leadership, I, I think of, you know, many different things like there's exercise and there's eating well and there's meditation and there's self-reflection. You know, we could put all these kind of like uh, subcategories, if you will, under that. And then the other side of it is the leadership of others, right? And so I think there's, there's such like a, a perfect combination of the two. And ultimately, they, they lead to that big umbrella, which is what we're talking about, which is leadership. Yeah, I, th I think you're right. And I like the, like, how can you like lead others if you don't have self mastery in some form or fashion? I think we all know people like that where you're like, bro, how are you going to tell me what to do with my life? When have you seen, have you looked in the mirror recently? And like, is there anything more like, like heinous that like that feeling of like, don't tell me what to do because obviously you can't take your own advice. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about you, but like, I feel like when I, when I feel that emotion, like there's 0% chance I'm going to take anything from that person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. And, and I don't know if you've had this experience, but you know, I've even had like jobs where people criticized my leadership. And then I look back and I go, holy shit, 
they were terrible leaders. And, you know, that whole time I was like questioning myself because this person who was quote unquote above me in, in, you know, rank or role was criticizing my leadership. But, you know, now it's like, I have the confidence and the clarity to look back and go, Oh no, actually I was fine. <laughs> they they were actually, yeah, yeah. They, they were like actually the ones who had poor leadership. So almost like they were taking that, like kind of like, taking their own imperfections or whatever and putting it on you and being like, you're not, you're not delivering in this way that they weren't. Yeah. I, you know, and like something that's really important to me is, is humility. Uh, It's like one of my, my core uh, values, but great. I'm super humble. So yeah, yeah, let's go (laughs) like top 10, top 10 humble guys. (laughs) Love it. Um, But what's actually, you know, uh, what's happened as as kind of a consequence of that at times is is that I question myself, and mm-hmm. so um, yeah, in that particular instance, I, I I honestly think it was just a lack of maturity in that person, to where they had like read a lot about leadership and like studied leadership, and you know they they were you know by external standards very successful in all of that, so. I think they just assumed that like, well, they were a good leader because, you know, and, and I, I think it's easy for us to fall into that. Oh, well, I'm successful or I'm making lots of money or I'm getting the things that I want in life. So like my leadership must be on point where, you know, that's, it's often not the case. I think that one of like the prime examples of like positive leadership that I've seen, and I had the privilege of seeing this at a young age, I was working at a, at a place in, in Phoenix called Paddock Pools and Patio. And we had some managers who would, you know, sit in the front office and, you know, tell us to go unload the trucks and do this thing and put together this equipment, whatever else. And we'd go do it. It's our job, right? And we had a new manager came on. I never forget. His name is Dave Newsbach. And uh, like first thing out the gate that he did, he took off his manager polo, came into the back and like busted his ass taking stuff off the truck with us. And I was like, who is this guy? And like, why is he like, why is he, why is he back here when he could be just sitting up front doing his thing on the computer? But from then on, I was like, anything Dave ever told me to do, anything he ever asked of me, I would 100% do it. No questions asked, because I knew that dude would go do it in, like, in a heartbeat in front, instead of me. He was on the front yeah. lines doing the work, period. Yeah, so I, yeah, I feel no, like I was yeah. really lucky to, to have seen that example at 19. Yeah, no, totally. And that's, you know, when I've, when I've led teams, you know, like in other companies, um, that's very much my approach. It's not like, oh, that's not my task. It's really a, hey, how can I, how can I help you? Like, I don't care if you're, you know, quote unquote, above, below in terms of the, the hierarchy of the organization. It's like, no, we've got this, we've got this job to complete and we're a team and like, how can I help you out? You know? And I think, I think it's happening more and more because people are understanding that it's not like I'm above you and below you. Like you can lead up, you can lead across, you can lead, you know, down, um, you know, all, all of those things. And, and uh, I think it's, it's just better for everybody when we can do that, when we can, you know, really lift each other up. You, you said that humility is one of your core values. Do you feel like a humility, well, two questions. Do you feel like humility and self-awareness are similar the same, closely, closely correlated? And do you feel like humility is essential for a leader to have? Mm, I, I, don't, I don't, so the first question, I don't think that they're the same. I think that perhaps uh, self-awareness could lead you to humility right? Because 
if you, if you start to zoom out, right? Like self-awareness is like, to me, it's understanding, you know, your inner workings and your, your uh, personality and your, your tendencies and all of that. But it, but it um, also, I think, can help kind of zoom you out of me, my, and mine, right? Like uh, ego, right? It kind of quiets your ego to help you start to look around and go, oh, well, this whole, like, I'm not the sun and the world doesn't revolve around me. And so if that's the case, like, you know, humility can actually, I think, be a byproduct of, of self-awareness. That makes sense. And do you think that, like, either one or both of those characteristics are integral to being an effective leader? Yeah, yeah, I think self-awareness for sure. Um, and you know, I, I guess I'm just trying to think of like a, someone I would consider a great leader who doesn't have some level of humility. I, I think for me personally, to, to see someone as a great leader, it's got to be there. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be their core value or one of them. But, you know, I think it's like when someone shows up with like bravado and like, oh, you know, look at me that that to me is a turnoff it's like it, it almost negates leadership right because if you're showing up that way how can you be uh really focused on what others need uh how can you be of service if you're focused on yourself so that's the second time you've mentioned kind of like the teamwork and putting the team above the individual it sounds like that like in terms of like that second tier of leadership like leading others that's a huge focus right not necessarily it's all about me my goals like how do i how do i get what i want out of this it's how do we get out of, out of what we want out of the situation yeah 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 for sure and uh you know I've, I've read this book um i've actually i'm reading it a second time now it's called legacy um it's about the have you have you heard of it um one of my, yeah one of my friends uh, has mentioned that repeatedly yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, if you guys are interested in, in great leadership books, uh, it's, it's brilliant. It's about the All Blacks uh, rugby team. They're based in New Zealand. And, you know, like it goes through their 15 tenets, basically. Right. And, uh, you know, one of one of their tenets is like no dickheads. And another one is, you know, like uh, even the captains will sweep sweep the shed, you know. And so like you look at their massive success over the last, I don't know, 20 or 30 years. And it's like, Oh, okay. They're, they're doing something right there. And, and no one on that team is too good for anything. Hmm. Yeah. I do like that. I do. I do think that, you know, seeing, seeing someone who's like, have you seen the, like, I think it's like a graphic or something like that of like leader in back, like cracking the whip versus like the yeah. leader in front, actually pulling the chariot sort of thing. Yep. Yep. Yeah, totally. I think that, that really resonates. Um, do you had like an experience like mine where you saw someone being, and you were like, this guy, this guy's got it. This guy's the whole package. Yeah. Yes. Um, there was someone that I, um, that I worked under, uh, and yeah, he, he definitely, um, showed those kind of great leadership qualities, like, you know, uh, picking you up if you needed a, you know, kind of a, a, a pickup he would come alongside you. He would coach you. Um, yeah, he was, he was really a really great leader for sure. Uh, what, our, our mutual friend, Dave Smith, I would also put in that category as well. Just a humble guy about his business, but, but definitely someone who is not afraid to get, get down, get his hands dirty. And he's mm -hmm. like, 
he's the first to show up, the last to leave kind of guy. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So like yep. that's like those those are the qualities that I really I think are um, very important to me when I'm, you know, aligning myself with someone or choosing to like associate with them long term. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. So tell me a little bit more about like about okay we you know we talk about leadership. You mentioned Gandhi earlier. I'm sure we can include like some like great military leaders as well. Um, but like, how does one get to the point where now you've like, you've actually taken ownership of your own self so much to the point where now it becomes like easy or imperative to start leading others? Or is it something you fall into? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. Um, you know, I, so it's like, I've gotten feedback that from, from like, when I was leading teams and things like that, that, you know, wow, you're, you're a really great leader. Um, and I, you know, I, I you're like, I know. look at, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, you know, the humility chimes in and That's I'm right. like, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, you know, and, and for me, it's like, okay, I appreciate that. And, you know, it's like, you see, you see the, the work that you still need to do. Um, but I, I never thought of myself as like, oh, I'm going to lead teams or I'm going to, you know, do this and do that. But, um, I do think like, as I'm, as I'm getting older, uh, you know, the, the ripe old age of 41 here. Um, and you know, it's like, I've got three young boys and you know, I've, I've got other people in my life that I, that I mentor and who look up to me, some of them older, some of them younger. Um, I, I think it's like, I just get so filled up by um, being able to, to share my experiences and, and mistakes and failures and, you know, to, to try and like speed up someone else's path, right? Whether it's my kids or a client or a friend. And so I think if you get a taste of that, right, it's like, wow, I, I want to do more of that, you know, because if I can pour into others, there's like, there's nothing more like validating or fulfilling than that. And I think that's, that's really what leadership is, right? It's like pouring into others, helping them kind of maybe experience less pain and suffering than, than you have, uh, or to learn from your experiences. So they, you know, they don't have to make the same mistakes or, or have the same failures that, that you've had. And I think in a way it, it almost becomes like uh, add addicting, you know? Totally. And it's, it's amazing. Like I know we, we both are like coaches in some capacity to see the people that you're, you're talking to, that you're mentoring, that you're coaching actually follow through on the advice or follow out of your footsteps in like in the mistakes you've made. Yeah. And like you said, shortcut their success. Right. And you're like, yes, you just did in six months what it took me three years to accomplish because I'm stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's super rewarding. And it, like, it feels really good when you have those people follow through on those steps, especially. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. So, so it sounds like all to, to be a good leader, you just need to screw up a bunch. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, maybe like screw up and own it. <laughs> so, okay. You know? Go on, go on there. I think that's an important distinction. Yeah. Um, so you know, I, I think we're, we're in a time where um, we see a, a lack of ownership from, from a lot of people who have power, right? And, um, and I'm not, it's not even like, uh, just like, obviously politics are, are a thing now um, because of what's going on with the election and all that, but, it, it, but it's everywhere. You know, it's corporations, it's 
celebrities. And, and so I think, you know, there's real opportunity uh, for us as a collective to, to look around and go, hey, am I taking ownership of my experience, you know? And I think, again, back to the self-awareness piece, like if you really start to realize, wow, you know what? These moments are precious and they're a gift and they're pretty fleeting. <laughs> and so, you know what? I'm gonna take ownership of them because when I do, my life is actually gonna be more fulfilling, you know? And while people can resist that kind of ownership and, you know, they wanna deflect and all that, I, you know, I'm not those people, but my sense is that they're probably not having the kind of fulfilled and joyful experience that they could have if they were taking like really full ownership of what's happening and that, you know, not falling into victim or blaming or, you know, that, that kind of place that we can easily drop into. So it sounds like a key component of leadership to you is having that internal locus of control essentially saying I'm responsible for my reality, the events that happen around me, almost, almost to a fault to the point where like you're taking ownership of things like, like that maybe didn't like didn't weren't necessarily within your power, but because you were there where you were around, you were in somehow, somehow be able, able to hold yourself responsible. Is that, is that where you're going with that? Yeah. The, yes. Uh, essentially it's like, it's the difference between, oh, that happened to me versus that happened for me. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's, uh, I feel like that's very, like a tangible way to think about that ownership. Yeah, because like, you know, look, we've all had shit that, that we could look at and go, man, that sucked, <laughs> you know? But if we hold on to that situation and that is the, the, anchor that keeps us from actually like thriving and leading and being impactful and you know whatever we're here to do as individuals like then we're just floating in a swirl of victimhood you know and it's like well that doesn't serve anybody so you know again it's like it can be easy to drop into that like woe is me but it's not really you know that's a painful place to hang out and and there's and when there's woe is me you're you're completely out of control you're detached yeah. from your ability to manipulate the situations i feel like in in a lot of circumstances and you know we mentioned politics earlier but a lot of times we spend in this like like uh these things are these things are bad and like and they're hard and i can't deal with them and we allow ourselves to like just kind of spiral here right and maybe it's not victimhood maybe it's a little it's like voyeurism or whatever else but you're not asking the, the question of what can I do about this thing? Well, how, what can I control in this situation? And maybe it's only your internal environment. Maybe it's only situationally you can control how you're feeling and how you're experiencing those things. But even so, isn't that better than, than being a victim to the media, to the Instagram yeah. algorithm, to all these other <laughs> things that you literally can't control? Yeah. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. And you know, it's like this, I mean, this year is like, Perfect example, right? Like, you know, <laughs> go, so go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so um, I mean, it's it's a little surreal because I've had this conversation with with several people. Um, in that, you know, like I launched my business uh, in late February, like literally four weeks before things shut down here. 
you know? And so, you know, and, and like, it was actually the perfect time because I had, you know, I had several clients come on at one time cause I was like launching and I've got a, a fairly uh, decent sized network and all that. And so it was like seeing business growth while so many people are like in pain and suffering because of what's happening in the world. It's like, whoa, you know, it's, it, it's, it's kind of weird on some level, but what it actually did for me um, is it made me go, okay, <clears throat> okay. So I like to build businesses. Like that's, that's fun for me, but aside from like financial freedom and, you know, having some toys and whatever, like, why do I actually want to build this business? You know, and I think having, you know, this experience of a pandemic, like front and center, it really made me kind of dig in and go, okay, I, I'm not just building a business to build a business. Like I need to get to the root of why so that I can stay motivated and I can not just be like, oh, well, lucky me, you know, it's like, no, how can I take my good fortune in this situation and, and help people who aren't as fortunate right now? Yeah. And that goes back to sharing your experiences, sharing your path, sharing you the things you did wrong and that you can own to help people walk through those same steps without hitting those pitfalls. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Have you, have you read the book Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink? Yep. Yeah. I, I feel like if you haven't read that, like that's kind of a, that's gotta be on the list. I think over yeah, can't yeah. hurt me by David Goggins. I, Cause I think that just his mentality around like around ownership and being like, that's on me, like mm -hmm. taking a hundred percent of the blame and giving out a hundred percent of the credit, I think is so counterculture right now where it's yeah. like, yeah, hustle like 24 seven hustle, baby, check out the Ferrari, you know? <laughs> and like, and we, and we defer all blame to everyone else. Well, I couldn't make it, you know, the traffic was bad. Well, bitch, you should have left a little earlier. That's on you, you know? And I, so I think that his, like his philosophy on that, like on that self ownership, you know, even going back to what you said about like owning why you want to create a business the way you, the way you do, like, will propel you to actually do great things rather than being at the mercy of, oh, I'm in it for the money. Someone else was responsible. Yeah. Whatever, like all these things that can come up in, in a myriad of different ways, right? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And, um, you know, obviously extreme ownership, I, I love it. I, I've read it and listened to it multiple times. Um, yeah, and, good. You know, yeah, yeah, you mentioned Goggins. Um, and, you know, I, I think, uh, People can either either love him or be like, oh man, that guy's like, he's an animal. And and you know, the way I, I try and look at it, I, I mean, I, I think it's amazing like what he's done. But you know, I, I made a post maybe a month or two ago when I was like listening to the audiobook and and someone was like, Well, you know, for for some people that's just like too intense or you know, something like that. And I was like, look, I I get it, but the way that I'm looking at it is okay. Goggins, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna take some David Goggins and, and put it inside, it's like, where am I leaving some stuff on the table? What's that one percent I can be better today? You know, where, where am, I, where making, am I making compromises? Yeah, where am I making excuses? Am I, because we all do it. Where am I wasting time? Right, and it's not you know, this person was saying, well, you know, my clients deal with like a lot of self judgment. It's like not coming at it, at it from a place of like, let me beat myself up. But it's like, 
if I'm going to make excuses because I, I judge myself too harshly, then it's like, well, that's another thing we need to look at. So where, where are you holding yourself back by giving you a pass because David Goggins is too intense, you know? So it's like, it's, it's another opportunity to say, all right, how's my self leadership? Mm -hmm. I recently read the book 75 hard by Andy Frisella. So I got a lot of friends who are doing the program right now. And I love what he said. There's like, he says, there's no your 75 hard and there's no like my custom 75 hard. It's the 75 hard program. And if you, if you deviate by an inch, if you forget to do one thing, one time, you're done. You go back to like, you should go, do not pass, go, do not collect $200, go start again. And I love that, like that mentality, that just sat straight savage mentality of holding yourself to that, that no excuses, no compromise, which is like that David Goggins can't hurt me mentality. Although I do wish homeboy would have just Googled real quick. Like how do I eat before an endurance race would have been like 30 seconds. He would have been saved himself so much trouble. Anyways, like the mentality is savage. Right. And I think that we're a little soft right now. We give ourselves a lot yeah. of excuses. We cut corners all the time. Yeah, and I think that sure. kind of going back to the leadership aspect, when you do these esteemable actions, when you say, I'm going to the gym on Monday at three, and then you go to the gym on Monday at three, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to meal prep this week, and you meal prep, I'm not going to drink soda, and you don't drink soda. You put those little tokens in your own, like, in your own self-esteem bank where you're like, I can lead myself. I make promises to myself, and I, and I act on them. I'm good for it. Yeah. And when you do that often enough, you start to develop just a certain, you can call it a swagger, call it a mentality. But like the idea of like, I, I, I am in control of myself. Yeah. You have any other like practical tips on how we can develop that self-leadership and the confidence that comes along with holding the, holding the promises we make, we make ourselves? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I think it's, it's an interesting dance. Um, and you know, it, it's something I'm, I'm focused on this. I'm actually doing 75 hard. Um, oh, yeah. and I started well, it and I was, well, I was like, I was on day nine and then, uh, you know, I, I woke up like super early one morning and I came downstairs and I was reading on the floor and I fell asleep and then my back seized up. And so I just like, I couldn't move. So I was like, ah, damn it. So I'm on day three again anyway. Um, but you know, the, the reason I'm doing it is it's really an experiment because I said, all right, for Q4, if I just double down on my, my self-care, my like personal foundations, my, my personal habits, what will happen in my business? Right. And, and it's not like on that, I'm not just like, oh, I hope, you know, the business grows, like I'm showing up in my business and I'm marketing and I'm doing all the things that, that you do, but I'm not like, oh, I'm going to do this tactic and I'm going to do that to grow my business. I'm actually like my number one focus is me and doubling down on those habits. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, obviously like for, for me and my family and my well-being and all that, but, but I kind of want to see like, hey, what happens as a result of? 100%. And I think that's, that's honestly what the concept of the million dollar body group is all about, right? Fitness and nutrition are force multipliers in our life. You double down on those sorts of things. Suddenly your energy is better. Your focus is better. You're spending less time doing, getting more done at work. Like I said, it's not a tactic. It's not like a Facebook ad strategy. It's a, like, it's a start, start, start at home, start at home and make your bed. And like, what happens to your business? What happens to your relationships? What happens to your finances after that? 
I think that's awesome. Yeah. So like, I don't know about the 75 hard challenge. I probably won't do it, but I yeah, think the idea of, what's that? <laughs> don't bother. <laughs> I mean, I, I haven't really missed a workout in like five years. So like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I need the two a days, but, but like, I love the idea of, of no compromise and what that does for you mentally to actually put the focus on those things. Cause yeah, like the fitness and, and nutrition are great. The mindset piece is like, a, like another level too, but you know, I'm super curious to know what's going to happen with you in quarter, in quarter four. Are you keeping metrics and stuff? I assume. Uh, so you mean like business wise? I mean, yeah, like uh, first and foremost business, cause that's kind of the goal, but like, I also love to hear like, like body fat, like weight, that sort of thing too would be, would be interesting to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I've, you know, I think I don't have like a way to measure body fat, but um, weight for and sure. your progress so, pictures every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and, uh, and you know, the scale for sure. Um, so yeah, I'm super curious, you know, it's been like, I, I don't drink much usually, but you know, I haven't had a drink in two weeks and you know, no sugar and that kind of stuff. So it's like, you know, it's, it's like, we'll see, but, um, but yeah, I'm super curious to see uh, how it plays out. Awesome. Hey, so I know we're going to kind of wrap up here in just a second, but anything else you want to leave people with in terms of like practical strategies for developing leadership within ourselves and to, like as we all go out, cause I know that like, this is a community of leaders. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, look, you know, I, I read leadership books all the time. So I, I recommend that because I, I think it just, it keeps it like fresh on your mind and it actually raises the awareness around like, Oh wow. You know, how, where can I apply that from that book that I was reading? So I think that's, that's one thing, but you know, at the end of the day, I think if we all take a closer look at our self leadership, and if we are looking at, hey, how can I improve by 1% in my self-leadership? How can I keep those promises of going to bed when I said I was going to go to bed or doing the workout when I said I was going to do the workout or, you know, not eating the bread or wh like whatever it is, you know, if we actually just focus on those things can almost guarantee that your leadership of others is going to improve. Yeah. I 100% agree with that. I think that once you once you are able to to hone in on those things where you are leaving something on the table, leaving that last 1%, making compromises, cutting corners, then it becomes like not not only easier to lead people, but like people will almost look to you for guidance cuz they see you taking care of your own business. Yeah. Yep. I also think it's really important to keep promises you make. Like that's, that would be my number one tip is like, if you say something, make your word, your bond. Don't need to like swear. Don't need to sign a contract. If you say it's going to be done, like make it so, mm -hmm. so, you know, because, because I think we live in this society where it's like, yeah, I'll be there at three o'clock and then you show up at four 30 and stuff. And then over and over and over, as you do those things, you miss those workouts. You, you don't make your bed. You go to sleep a little later. You are reinforcing the fact that you're not honest and like, and what, who wants to be led by someone who's not honest. Right ourselves included yeah totally. dude ben thank you so much for your your time today and dropping some wisdom uh where can people go to connect with you i know you're a part of the million dollar body community now yeah so um i mean i think the easiest way is you know you can shoot me a friend request on facebook um i'm you know very active posting and you know kind of sharing my <laughs> uh either humor or you know uh different insights and things like that but you know i've also got a free facebook group um it's really focused on uh client fulfillment so you know in, in the i'm 
in the high ticket coaching space and, and, you know, helping business owners with their delivery basically of their programs, but also in that group where we're talking about leadership. So, um, you know, it really is for high ticket coaches and consultants, but if you, you know, if that's not you, you can connect with me personally on Facebook. I'm, you know, happy to, happy to uh, get a friend request and um, yeah, we can go from there. And Ben's got some amazing posts. Your posts recently in the last couple of weeks have been on point. So <laughs> thanks, man. So thanks a lot. Um, we'll make sure to drop the link for your, for your free Facebook group. And if you're a, if you're a coach, a high ticket consultant, something along those lines, this is a group that you've got to be a part of. Check it, check it out. So again, Ben, thank you so much. Any, just real quick, last thing. You have a hot take you want to leave us with? Ben's hot take. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I would just say, um, you know, back on that self, self-leadership journey, uh, if there's someone in your life that you've been holding off on having a tough conversation or getting really honest with, you know, there's, there's no better time than right now to have the tough conversations, you know? And I think we've seen uh, more than ever, right? Like tomorrow's not promised. And so, you know, it's like, stop waiting. It's an opportunity for you to, you know, just step into that next level of self-leadership and perhaps resolve some things and, and just stop, you know, ignoring what, what needs to be uh, really dealt with. That's good. Good. Not easy, but all, great advice. <laughs> yep. Awesome, I'm left with, with the challenge. Yeah, no kidding. Well, thank you again for your time. It's been great chatting. Yeah. Thanks, man. Welcome to the Million Dollar Body Podcast with your host, Nate Palmer.